Hello and welcome back to the Comeback Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Connor, and as you know by now, the podcast dives into a wide range of subjects, topics, and experiences on a wide range of subjects, one of which being the ongoing book series that myself and Nick Breas have of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. We're now on chapter nine, Persistence, the sustained effort necessary to induce faith, the eighth step to riches. So let's dive into persistence and see its importance and where we go within this chapter and this episode. Welcome, Nick. You ready? Ready, man. Let's do this. Let's be persistent. (laughs) The essential factor in the procedure of transmuting desire into its monetary equivalent, the basis of persistence is the power of will. And I want to say not only monetary equivalent, but just for the thing that you want to make happen, right? I know mm. the book is called Think and Grow Rich, so the purpose of the book is to make money, but it's really think and grow what you think about. Mm. It's like a, when it says think and grow rich, it means like a rich life, and mm. that can lead to other things, like um, if you want more better health or better better relationships. Yeah. It goes back to burning desire, like you have to really want it, and if you really want it, you will keep going and going and going and going. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, you have to be persistent yeah. to get that thing. Although I'm finding now that the Maybe the hardest question to answer is, what do you want? Mm. When I ask people, most of them can't give a clear answer to what they want exactly, like specifically. Yeah. And I'm wondering why, and the answer I can think of is <clears throat> that we have to say, like, like, what do you want? Not what do you think you can accomplish. What do you want? I think it's more specific, right? Mm. What, what do you actually wish to do? Like, what do you want? Not what mm. do you, what do you think you could maybe do? Because like, then whatever answer they give you is based off of whatever limiting belief mm. they have. Just yeah. like, what do you want? Mm. I think maybe it's more clear. Right? And there's no reason after the want. So, for example, like, why? What do you want? Um, I want a car, but like, there's no but. It's like, uh, what do you want? Say it without the book. So if you had a genie, right? Like, what would you ask the genie? Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I actually jo- <laughs> joked with my friends recently. I, if I had three wishes, it would be England to win their next game. Yeah. Then the game after that for the second wish, and the game after that for the third wish, because they'd be then world champions. But not to digress, that's just stupid. Um, yeah, I think it is that like literally in the secret. Actually, it does give that analogy of the universe being the genie, and mm, you literally right. just, you put it out there, and you don't say it. Well, but is that, and it uses the analogy of ordering via a catalog where you wouldn't uh, order, say, a, a blender on a catalog and go, right, I wonder if it's gonna show up today. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if I actually want this or not, or if it's coming, it's like you've ordered it, it's done. Yeah. Like the universe is, is the catalog which is giving you it back. It's on the way. I love how they mentioned that, yeah, like in the story of Aladdin, mm. that the, the purpose of the story of Aladdin is to give you this message in, in a story format. Like what if you could wish for something? And apparently in the original Aladdin, there was no three wishes. It was just, what do you want unlimited? Wow. Why do you think it just it got distilled into three? You gotta ask Disney, though. <laughs> yes. <I suppose laughs> you gotta yeah, ask yeah. Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if I could interview him, that would be an interesting episode. I could, that'd be one of them. But it is the, the idea of like what you say you want, you can get. And therefore, that phrase we discussed before, be careful what you wish for. Right. Like, why would you have to be careful what to wish for if it's not going to come true? Yeah. And why? Why? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's probably thinking about why you want the thing why why is there the one and maybe like stopping and pausing you know for example i want a lot of money why 
Right. Hmm. There has to be a reason why. Yeah. Like a strong reason. If not, then you can't be persistent. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty tricky. <laughs> like, if your reason is not strong, then you have no reason to be persistent. Mm. I think I've heard this on a podcast before that we want to want something because it sounds good, right? Uh-huh. If you say, I want to be a fit, into fitness, I want to be rich, I want to be this. Yeah. But if you're not, um, if you don't really want it, you won't have the persistence to go for it. Right. And I can say this from personal experience where I've wanted to learn Spanish before, but I've mm. not wanted it that badly because I've not got past day four of Duolingo. So therefore, mm. I've not actually wanted it. I, maybe I've wanted the accomplishment, but I've not actually right. wanted the journey. Yeah, you want uh, the end result. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is common into the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Have you heard of Eric Thomas? Yes. Dating relationships, is that him? I've heard him talk more about just like, I guess, I guess like the success, uh, like lectures and stuff. Right, okay. Well, he's actually a teacher, but later he became known as a speaker. <coughs> but anyways, uh, somebody asked him like, oh, hey, Eric, um, I'm having this problem with procrastination. Um, every time I get an assignment at university, I, every single time I always wait till the last minute to, to do my work. Why does that, how do I stop that from happening? And then Eric Thomas says like, I don't believe procrastination is even real. Because if I told you right now that tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. I'll give you $3 million, you would show up on time for that because you have an interest in that. So it's really just like the things that you're doing in your life, are you even interested in, in them? Like if you can find a way to make it meaningful for you, then you can be persistent and you can do things on time. Exactly. But if it's not meaningful for you, then why would you do that? Yeah, if it's not a priority, again, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then you're not going to. And again, like crystallizing what you want, otherwise you can be swayed where you can go, oh yeah, I want a mansion. Oh, maybe not, maybe something else, something else. And then you get into that procrastination mm. loop and just hedonistic of just going for something but never actually focusing mm. or being persistent enough to get something. Dude, I never realized re- just I know because like the, the World Cup is happening right now, right? And in Vietnam, there's many games at 2 a.m. And I've been staying up for some 2 a.m. 2 a.m. games, drinking some beers late, whatever, being not so healthy, and waking up so foggy-headed, man. And sometimes though, I can't remember what what I was planning to do that next day. I was just I just wake up like, the hell? It's <laughs> like, what was I supposed to do today? I can't remember. It's like, oh, I'll just watch TV. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the, it shows actually the importance of sleep. And yeah. I was re- reading Matthew Walker about, I know it's obvious to say it, sleep is important, but he goes into the science about why you really do, you can't ch- shortchange your sleep. Mm. And I think of myself waking up at 2am for these England matches. But I'm going to use on the contrary, talking about persistence. Yeah. You know, sometimes when my alarm goes off, I do have that tendency to try and sleep in for a few more minutes. And yeah. it hasn't always been the easiest process of actually getting up. For these England games, I've got up straight away. Right, they had a so big intro. Yeah, just the yeah. thought came in of like Southgate, Kane, Maguire, the next round, it's coming up, I'm there. Right. Yeah, suddenly like it was not an issue getting up. It's like a holiday. Like, <laughs> a lot of the times, if you're going on holiday, you're up at four. No issues, yeah. I remember like when I was like reading uh, Goggins or Kobe Bryant, maybe that week I would wake up at 5 a.m. like boom, I'm ready to go. But after after the weekend came by, it's like, oh, it's Saturday, you know, maybe I can sleep in. And then I just like lost my momentum. Mm. Momentum is the keyword. Yeah, it really is just about I, I'm, I'm starting to flip my kind of definition of Saturday and Sunday where I used to see them as like, Dosser days basically and mm. I used to go oh, I can't wait to doss on Saturday and you think why it's still a day like 
for some reason I thought there was a code that meant that you know you could eat pizza on Saturdays right. yeah. and that you could drink Coca-Cola and I thought it'd be weird to have like a healthy meal on a Saturday because that's a Monday <laughs> thing but why? <laughs> right, why? I, I, I know, I've, I've genuinely thought the last yeah. few weeks, why the fuck would I like ruin my week's work just because, oh, it's Saturday, treat myself. There's 52 Saturdays, like, they're all the same. The sun, the sun rises, the sun sets. Yeah, plus yeah. like it feels like the more you treat yourself on the weekend, the worse your Monday through Friday feels. Yeah, exactly. Whereas yeah. if you like dial it down on how much pleasure you intake over the weekend, then your Monday mm. through Friday doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Yeah, and it's pretty seamless. Like the week just kind of flies and you're still in your groove and you've yeah. got that nice steady flow. And yeah. you think, right, Dude, tomorrow is Friday, man. Yeah, This yeah. week flew by. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I actually, <laughs> the England game was on Sunday at 2 a.m. Mm. So usually I really value a good night's sleep on the Sunday, get set up for the Monday and just start yeah. the week. Well, <laughs> yeah. This time I made an exception because of England. And just for context, I went to a festival just before it, oh, like, right. as you know. So I slept an hour or two throughout the whole time. So I slept, mm. so I went to the festival all day, which was pretty tiring, you're dancing. Yeah. Had a couple of hours sleep, then got up for England, didn't go back to sleep and just went work, to work the whole day. I was like, what the fuck, I'm like a zombie. <laughs> Literally my eyes were drooping, I'm thinking, whoa, like, it, it's weird, you almost start one nil down. Like if you, if, if, you, right. if you spend your Monday like that, and I've had a few back in like the old days, I'd be hungover on a Monday because I'd have a four day bender which stops on Sunday night. And I'd be like, what the fuck? And I'd just trudge through the Monday and suddenly the week's all over the show. Mm. And like, I like to get off to a good start on a Monday, which I think most people do. So yeah. it's tough, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, but it makes it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for the World Cup this time, I'll make the exception that I'm gonna wake up early yeah. like 2 a.m. and watch these games. Mm, but on, on the topic of persistence, like if you're persistently going to wake up for 2 a.m. to watch football games, you mm. have an interest. And the World Cup does that to me. I mean, Same. Yeah, me and you went to D7, just yeah. for context, 30, 40-minute drive, to watch a nil-nil game yep. between South Korea and Uruguay, where very little happened, and I don't regret it at all, because it's the right. World Cup. <laughs> even, the, even the USA-England game, it was 2 yeah, a.m., 0-0. Yeah. <laughs> that was even the worst game. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Dude. And I still don't regret it because yeah. it's the World Cup. Yeah. 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 And I, I actually looked at that date from August. I was like, oh, USA, England, Friday night, 25th of November. Boom. I had it all set up. So <laughs> it really does show like persistence is actually what you will go for. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. it showed us that when you're interested in something, you'll be there. You'll do what you have to do to make it happen. Mm. For us, it's the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that chat actually with people about relationships recently where... Mm so many small things will get in the way. And if you actually analyze it, for example, I don't want to travel to your house, which is 20 minutes away. And I don't want to travel to your house because 20 minutes away. And you think, okay, so a 20 minute commute is technically more, worth more than the time we spend together. When you actually put it into mm. that, that perspective, you think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm actually internalizing, I don't really want to go through the 20 minute commute. But if it was a 20 minute commute to get those $3 million, <laughs> yeah. Do it immediately. Uh, 20 minutes, I, 40, <laughs> I do 40, I do for the 50. So it does really show how 20 minutes go. for a surprise England game. Oh, shit, yeah, I'll be there. There you go, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's about flipping it and it does really show, it's almost that phrase, people will show you what they would rather do. So when mm. people show you who you are, let them, because they're literally telling you what you would do, where mm. what you would rather do, where there's no point trying to force or chase something because, for example, if it's an issue having to drive 20 minutes, then you're obviously not that invested. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that from personal experience. I know, I suppose on a relationship point, people who've really had that persistence where like, literally the, the goal is to be together and they'll almost go through any obstacle. Whether someone gets a job abroad, they stay with them. Whether yeah. they get a new promotion, they stay with them. Whether they are ill, they stay with them. There are so many things that they go through, but they're still there. 
because mm -hmm. they have that persistence to still be in that relationship. True, true. Yeah, it can happen in that regard. Willpower and desire, when combined, make an irresistible pair. That's willpower. Yeah, mm -hmm. How does willpower get into this? Willpower and persistence, how does it combine? I mean, I guess like if your desire is high enough, then your will to do the necessary actions will be strong, mm. therefore creating persistence. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm thinking from an athlete's perspective. <coughs> so I'm, my, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, yeah. at this point. I'm persistent enough that I want to be the best player in the world. Yeah. So I, to do that, you have to have willpower to say no to parties, to say no to True. McDonald's, to say no to a lot of things, to True. be honest. Yeah. And if, if you're persistent enough, as in you're absolutely desperate to be the best footballer in the world, or mm. the best NBA star, or athlete, whatever, then you will say no. The willpower is almost easy. Yeah, yeah it'd be like normal, probably. Yeah, it'll yeah. Like you're normal, and then maybe the willpower even is like, uh, I'm gonna uh, get up at five a.m. no matter what. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I think so. Yeah, it's like willpower, willpower to reject the things that don't apply to your final goal and then to do the things that apply to your final goal. Mm. <laughs> Michael Phelps actually said this where every single day he trained. Christmas day he trained and it was almost going back to what we've just said about the mm. Saturday. He was like, it's Christmas day and you're training. He's like, yes. It's a day, a day is a day. It's just a day, man. <laughs> yeah. It's just a day. Yeah. And it's so, I'd say amazing, but these people wouldn't find it amazing. Like if you were to analyze Phelps, Kobe, Ronaldo's brains about say Chris, working on Christmas day, Mm. So it's normal. It's, like, it's normal. Very, very ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's no like exact like exaggerant thing of oh, but it's Christmas, so I'll have a day off, or oh, it's New Year, because there's always so many occasions that you can have off, right? Yeah. yeah. So the cool thing is finding other people who also think like that, mm. because the others will be like, but why? Even like your close friends and family, like, but why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> but it, but again, is, is it? I was going to say it's tricky to make others understand, but you shouldn't, you don't really need to make them you understand. You don't need do you? to. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you don't need to. And you can't wait for them. Yeah. That, that's, up, that's up to them. And I guess from my point of view, when I see people do things that I don't say, comprehend or understand, I'll use an example, right? I have a friend who, he goes running every single day, morning and evening. Mm. And I, I admire that. I do admire it. But then I do sometimes think, is it necessary to do it every single day? Mm. But then, in his eyes, it is. So I'm like, right, cool. cool. It is, yeah. I mean, even though I personally probably would, I don't know if I could go down that path, but I can still look at him and think, right, if it's your thing every single day, that's for you. I mean, if you had yeah. a reason to do it, then you would. Yeah, yeah, If exactly. you had a reason, like, it doesn't yeah. mean you have to do it. But if yeah. you had a reason for doing that, then you would do it. Yeah, yeah. And people have all sorts of different reasons for the things they do. And it's yeah. one of the main benefits from this podcast, when you speak to so many people and mm. just say, why do you do what you do? Very simple, very simple question, but the answers are just extraordinary. The mm. range you get of, oh, I do this because I want to look better, or I do this to, say for example, someone going for a run. <laughs> I want to look better, I want to lose a few pounds for a holiday, or I want to be healthy so I can bring my kids up. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> like, or I want to save my own life. I'm like, oh, fuck. But there's, <laughs> there's such a different, you know, range of things, and you think, okay, this is extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> So right now, what I want to do is I want to create something that generates money while I'm sleeping. Mm. That's actually interesting. I've been listening to Tony Robbins' Master the Game, where mm. he's been talking about similar. That's ultimately the the best way because you do trade like like we all have been conditioned and programmed to trade our time for money. Mm. But that's ultimately pretty tough. <laughs> like um, I read recently, like someone said, if you learn success at one thing, you learn it at everything. 
Hmm. I'm trying to think of like an example. So I mean, example is Kobe. Kobe yeah, su- yeah. was a successful basketball player, and then later he used the same mindset as a businessman. Hmm. Still applies. And Goggins too. Goggins used his mindset for running. Yeah. Now he uses it for like his selling the book business and the audio book stuff. Mm. Same mindset, just different environment. Yeah, I, I like that actually. I like, it's why the common <laughs> phrase is, oh, footballers just kick a ball around a field. And mm. I'm like, no, like, they've got a lot more than that. Mm. For example, it's, you, you don't get to that level of, say, I'm not, not just football, professional athletes. Yeah. You don't get to that level just you know, by fluke. Like, there's got to be some kind of like mindset, some kind of drive, and some kind of, let's say, formula or some principles mm. that can serve you well after retirement. Yeah. It's very rare that you just like go into sport, you're good at football, right, sweet, that's it. 40 years now, what'd like, you do? Like, do you think it's just an accident that Michael Jordan was such a good basketball player, had the champion's mindset, and now is a billionaire? Yeah, exactly. That's not an accident, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it'll happen with Ronaldo, too. Yeah. He, he's coming to the end, as we've talked, and yeah. um, he's even said two or three years left, he, he won't stop at football. Like, he won't be known as just a footballer. In a few years' time, Ronaldo will be a businessman. He'll be... Yeah. I don't know what else, but he'll have other things going I mean, he on. already has businesses, right? He does, I guess yeah. he'll just focus on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no more... Uh, True, actually. Yeah, he already is. He already is. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, one of my favorite <laughs> players is Gary Neville, ever. Mm. And not because he's the most talented. He's actually really self-deprecating when he talks about his ability, because he mm. knows he wasn't the best, most talented. But he was incredibly driven. He had that persistence. He actually embodies persistence where a lot of people around him would go out on the weekends. He was at 9 p.m. every single Friday and Saturday night, bed, bed, bed. Mm. No parties from 17 to 22, no girlfriends, nothing. Because he was absolutely persistent to be a Manchester United player. Nice. Even though he wasn't the most talented, he still did 17 years, 602 games, went into the media, went into business, went into property, mm. done an absolute shitload. And you think, fair play. Like It's his mindset that got him there. And the, the principles keep applying that in his life, he keeps building yeah. and building and building. They keep yeah. applying. Exactly. And like persistence now, think about Ronaldo when, when Messi was at the top, right? At the top of football. Mm. And then Ronaldo wasn't winning those uh, Ballon d'Ors. He fucking, with, with his persistence, he got back to the highest position of yeah. football. I didn't think he would. I do remember that era well. Right, yeah it, took yeah, it took a few years. It did, yeah, because Messi went 4 1 up. And, yeah. I thought, oh, and I actually remember reading an article and agreeing, going, this is the, Messi will now claim this as the era. And I was like, yep. Because I, I was very much Messi over Ronaldo at that point. Mm. Not just because he left United, but there was that. And then Ronaldo just came back and just kept coming back and won again and again and won trophies with Real and Portugal. And you thought, he is persistent. He's not going away quietly. Right. Yeah. Did, uh, did you see this thing that I posted recently where this guy asked Ronaldo, like, can you please share your secret with us? to motivate the kids, like what is your secret to success? And then he's like, like no, there's no secret. Just believe anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ronaldo, yeah. He's even said before, like his superpowers is just his mind. He's yeah. Like, oh, I believe, yeah. And if you speak to so many of his ex-teammates, uh, Ferdinand, Tevez, Rooney, they say that every day, Ronaldo is the first in, last out. Yeah. Every day without fail. And they even knew it, would point, it was pointless asking him to go to the bar, because he's just like, no. <laughs> he's like, training. Yeah. That's just Ronaldo, yeah, yeah. It's weird though, because I think that, I've thought of people from school who've done this. You know, when we talk about, say, identity, it's weirdly had me reflecting on people from school, including Mm. me. So because I was a bit, let's say, very lazy my first four years at school, when I started studying and, you know, staying behind a bit extra and doing this, it was weird and people were like, what the fuck? 
why the fuck are you doing that? Mm. But if it was, say, a guy who, a, the guy called, a guy in my year called Joe, who just did it naturally from year seven to 11, everyone's like, oh yeah, he just stays behind for two hours every night. Mm. But if I did it, it was like, what the fuck? Who do you think you are type kind of approach? Uh-huh. And I saw it happen to people with the gym or with other things. And it's just people accept it more of this year as your identity, shall we speak? Yeah. So for example, if let's say Wayne Rooney, maybe that's a bit harsh on Rooney, but we'll, we'll use a younger player. So Adnan Yanezay would come and do those uh, Ronaldo mentality. People would probably scoff at him, but if it's Ronaldo, it's like, oh, that's just him. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, if you want to do it, just do it. Let, mm. Let's let them talk. Yeah, yeah. If you want to change your, if you want to change your lifestyle and adjust something, just do it. Yeah, then eventually you will be the Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. Even like even if they're, even if your friends are freaked out at first, eventually if you're persistent, that's just your new normal, and yeah. they have to accept it. If I, look, <laughs> if I look at a personal example, if I said two years ago about doing a podcast, it probably would have been a bit of a, because yeah, I've not even done this two years, nearly two years. Next month, it would have been a. Maybe, 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 and everything was so big and big, and now it's just very, very ordinary. Mm. And I even thought today, it's like, what are you up to today? Oh, two pods. And it's just very normal. But yeah. two years ago, if you said, what are you doing tonight? And I went, two podcasts. Yeah, I'd have thought about it for a month in advance. Mm. It would have built up as this enormous thing. I probably, like, the hands would still be sweating. You know, I wouldn't have slept the night before. Like, so many different things, and now it's just, oh yeah, <laughs> two pods tonight. Like, because it is the new normal. So it's almost like at first it's really uncomfortable and really tricky, but it does become the new normal if you are yeah. persistent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Like, thinking about that, it's like, I don't know who actually knows me anymore. Mm. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that, you know, I've not been home in three and a half years. Mm. When I do, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. And I'm just like, does anyone really know me? <laughs> yeah. And also, does it even matter that much? Yeah, again, again, it's a tricky one. <laughs> Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. Like, yeah. who actually knows me? <laughs> I, it's weird. I actually had a guest come and interview me last week, uh, a former guest, and yeah. uh, like, we've become friends since. <laughs> you know, as we're talking, I'm thinking, I would say this about myself. I'm not sure anyone else would. Maybe they would. Oh, hang on. Well, does anyone know but me? And then it was one of those just daunting realizations. Maybe I don't. Mm. I'm the only one who actually knows what I'm about now. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those moments that hit. Yeah, yeah. It was actually related to my selfishness, where I mm. thought, oh, hang on, I think I'm selfish. This is a bad thing. And it dawned, <laughs> up, it dawned upon me in the last week of reflecting, I think I am, but I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. Maybe, yeah, everybody maybe. has that. Yeah. Everybody has that selfishness lingering in there, right? Yeah, I think for persistence, maybe yeah. you have to, in a way. Mm. In, I don't know if... Because the, the word selfish always has a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. But I think sometimes it can be positive where, let's say if you're persistent, so you have to train every day to get this. I keep using an athlete's example. I think it's just easy. Yeah. So you have to train every day to be like the best athlete you can possibly be, etc. Yeah. That does mean turning down people's birthday parties. Yeah. That does mean turning down christenings or weddings or gigs or nights at the pub. Yeah. It, it does mean letting people down. <laughs> right. Uh, but it also sounds like setting boundaries. Yeah. I'd say part of being selfish, quote unquote, is looking after yourself, which means setting boundaries to look after yourself mm. and not be violated. So yeah. I guess like what a negative selfishness would be to uh, do like do things at the expense of others for short term pleasure. Mm. I guess that's the negative selfishness. Yeah, possibly. But then to like 
put boundaries between yourself and other people because of something you're working towards mm. like long term I guess is a little different yeah no same same because why wouldn't I have the word like selfish it, it instantly yeah. you know you think of like a Cruella DeVille type figure in, yeah. my, in my mind but I think there's all types of selfishness and I don't even think it's a bad thing yeah, mm. yeah I think like focusing on the oneself it's always said actually focus on yourself first yeah okay that's selfish technically it's kind of like in the airplane right like give yourself oxygen first exactly that example always comes up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah give yourself it yeah let's look more fortunes gravitate to those who've been prepared to attract them just as water gravitates to the ocean that's i think this chapter on persistence is very similar to like the law of attraction it basically is same same of everything that you think about persistently comes mm. if you're persistently thinking about even, I, t I remember hearing about trivial matters, where I went, think of a grey cat, think of a grey cat. Suddenly all I saw was grey cats. Yellow mm. cars, yellow cars you'll see everywhere. Yeah. Because you're so focused on it. And I genuinely for years used to actually think, oh, if I hear a word once, suddenly I hear it everywhere. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is like, it? It's only when it's, you know, it only hit me the last few years, of course, that's why. Yeah. I'll give you here 11, 11, and I see 11 everywhere. You're going to give me 11, 11? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That's when notes on Right, I see. And it works good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now I've actually, I have seen 11-11 quite a lot recently, actually. I've seen like 444, 444. They say it's like, supposedly if you see 11-11, it means that you're on the right track. Okay. So I, saw, I saw it recently. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they actually talk about failure here. Because mm, those who can yes. take it are rewarded oh. for their persistence. They receive as their compensation, whatever goal they are pursuing. They receive something infinitely more important than their compensation the knowledge that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent advantage. Dude, that's literally David Goggins. Yeah. And Kobe. Yeah, yeah. David Goggins with the pull-up. Yeah, pull yeah, yeah. Uh, Record-breaking thing. Yeah. A quote <coughs> that really changed this for me was a guy who I, I actually got lucky enough to interview, Brad Burton. I heard him on London Reel, and he said that the person who has made the most mistakes is the expert, because he's literally figured out every way not to do something yeah. before doing it. So I almost... I'd say I celebrate a lot of failures Dude, nowadays. Dude, yeah. that means failure's not even a bad thing, then. It's not, it's yeah, not even yeah. a negative thing. It's only if you label it. Like, we've talked about labels yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what Go Goggins will say, like, failure just means um, getting more information to succeed next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. In many ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think what's helped me here with failure is that knowing it will happen. Whether I fear it, whether I embrace it, whether I think about it negatively, positively, mm. failure will happen. So because it's there, it will happen. Like, for example, it's, oh. like, it's like the sun. Like, the sun will rise tomorrow. How do I feel about it? It mm. doesn't matter how I feel. It'll happen. It's yeah. the same with failure. It will happen. So, it's just, I guess if you, if you fail at something, it just means that you're doing something. Like, you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're in motion. You're taking action. If you're not failing, <coughs> there's an issue. If you're not <laughs> failing at anything, then I guess you're, like, uh, in a bubble. Yeah. And then they would say that then by... Th then you just fail by default. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's still JK, failure, yeah, yeah. JK Rowling, right? Mm. <laughs> but I look at points where I've got to say a success, and this, this isn't just me, right? There's <coughs> thousands of others, millions of others. There are so many failures before it. So many, like, rubbish, like, copies of drafts of books, so many bad yeah. episodes recorded, so many bad practice sessions. So many first airplanes yeah, that yeah. didn't fly. Yeah, there's tons <laughs> and tons and tons, and you think, oh, yeah. But you literally can't get there without that. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the process. You need a few slaps in the face. It's part of the process. You can't just 
make a fucking airplane that works on the first try yeah. when there's no airplanes around yet. It wouldn't even be fun either. Right, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah. It would be like, like like a video game. Oh, like God mode, like, like GTA. Yeah. A tank falls down from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I kind of like this idea of persistence though because I've described it before. I think I can be a bit obsessive mm. and I've worked out whether this is good or not. It can be good. <laughs> if it's if it if it's regulated with Can you give an example of what you're obsessive about? Obsessive about. <clears throat> and it, it it depends on quite a few things, right? So where I'll use sometimes at school, I remember in my early days, I was obsessed with writing. So then I wrote a book when I was eight. Just like mm. cramped out within a couple of months, sweet. It was like a Harry Potter remake. Uh, that's sweet and I was completely engrossed in the flow state still remember it to this day as like a happy memory because of that, those months just spent like refining my craft mm. uh, same with um, certain types of ex- I remember my GCSEs I was kind of thinking right I need to like get the study in and I had the motivation to please myself and to get to the next round in my college mm. did it completely got all in but, and then even with the podcast I'd say I kind of went once I got over the fear that was building for a couple of years I thought oh, I can do a few more of these did a few more made some incredible friends as a result had the best time I thought oh, the persistence and the obsession was good for the podcast mm-hmm. where it can be negative is I mean we've spoken before kind of past feuds I've had which have lingered too much mm. um, where I party too much where I just thought oh yeah I had a load of pleasure from that night which wasn't really let me go for again and again and again just mm. get into that rut um, there's been a few things on the good and the bad and I think it it can be good and it can also probably be annoying I've realised that part of the selfishness is that I will be completely all consumed by one thing and those around me sometimes won't really want to put up with it for more than three hours because that's quite excessive <laughs> yeah, Like even like England now with the World Cup my brain it hasn't throughout this conversation because I managed to stay present. Yeah. But <laughs> until you arrived and when you leave, I'll probably be thinking about England, France, <laughs> and I'll think of like whether Harry Kane will score or whether Maguire can hold it because my brain's just that way. I so know. it needs regulation. But I guess with persistence, can be <laughs> can yeah. be nice. I guess once the World Cup's over, then redirect that into the thing that <coughs> feels right. Maybe like the thing that you want is not like the best uh, suggestion. It's like what feels right. <coughs> Exactly, yeah. And even the examples they give here about persistence, Bruce Lee is one of them they come up with. Who actually used this book? Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. Now he's in the book, in the remake. Yeah, yeah. Is that in this in your copy right now? It is in yeah. Dude, yeah. what? Yeah, okay. yeah. So Bruce, okay, tell me, yeah. Yeah, tell me about him. Read the whole thing. I won't yeah. read the whole thing. I'll give you like the overview. Yeah. He is, you know, the actor who made us conscious of Asian martial arts. He wanted to be an actor. He had minor roles, but he wanted to really be successful and go to the next level. He was. Uh, rejected and someone else was chosen for a big role his first kind yeah, of it was a white dude yeah, yeah a white dude was chosen over him to play an Asian dude yeah yeah that's it yeah and disillusioned he was ready to give up acting but then he thought but then people said don't give up don't give up don't give up and he just kept going and going and going and going and going and there we go people still think of him today mm. the fact he's in this book and he used this book and he <laughs> used the same format to write out his statement and yeah, everything. yeah I Bruce Lee will be of service <laughs> through martial arts films Whew, yeah and I will give this in return for yeah. what I want yeah, yeah. Like 10 million between format. 70 to 80 yeah extraordinary oh. it's a state of mind it can be cultivated it's based on definitives of purpose knowing what you want is the most important really wanting it the desire burning desire self-reliance <laughs> belief it can actually happen and plans organized plans to act it out knowledge and then cooperating with others having the willpower and making it a habit all of these tie in i I love the habit aspect have you read atomic habits 
Ah, uh, not the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but still, it like it links in. I, I know this is a remake of Charles Duhigg, The Power of Habit, which was oh. 1929, similar to this. But it's you know it's the same thing. Like if you want something, you'll go for it. And what hit deep was like if you identify as somebody who does something, then you will do that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can just change. You can reprogram who you are. Like, yeah, yeah. Change, choose your identity. Linked with Hill, linked with the secret, yeah. linked with Duhigg, linked with James Clear. There's patterns. There's there's too much evidence. Like you can't ignore it. Like, yeah, yeah. If you ignore it, it's because you want to. Because like, you don't want to see that. It's like yeah. oh no, but that's just for special people, so I can't <laughs> do that. But yeah, actually, yeah. you can. So what makes them special? Uh, they just got something that I don't. It's like what? Uh, it's it's like when I see videos that say like. Proof that Ronaldo is not human. Yeah. Proof that Kobe is not human. It's like, dude, they did that because they're human. Like, that's part of being human that you can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite. Goggins has mentioned before the easy Goggins. way out. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Saying, oh, he's superhuman. It's like he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's like a freak of nature. So like, he can do that, but I can't. Yeah, I think <laughs> Goggins said in the recent Joe Rogan one where he'll look at his shoes for thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, before he runs, he's like, yeah, shit. <laughs> so it's actually reassuring because, like, initially you'll look at like a marketed, sanitized version of these people, yeah. and you know that kind of sports companies do. And then when they come out and say, yeah, I look at the trainers for thirty minutes, you think, do you? Oh, sweet. So do I. Whoa, does that mean we're the same? Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of persistence, failure to define exactly what you want. If you don't choose number one, dude, what yeah. do you want? Then yeah. what are you even doing? It's like, how can you sail somewhere if you have no no destination? Yeah. Like, I mean, it might be pretty. <laughs> it might be it might be fairly pretty, but ultimately you'll think, right, where am I going now? It's like, dude, Columbus found America by accident, but his goal he had a goal that was India. Right. He had a goal. That's why he even sailed out in the first place. Right. Of course. <coughs> Procrastination. Yep, that goes up to, yep, usually backed up with a formidable arrow. Of alibis and excuses. Mm, mm. <laughs> Lack of interest, indecision, relying upon others, self-satisfaction, pleasure. There's a lot of things here. And yeah, a fear of criticism, that just comes up. That comes ah. up a lot, man, the fear of criticism. And it's weird because we're going to be on our deathbed one day. And I, I, I highly, highly, highly doubt that when you're on your deathbed, you go, oh, I'm glad I didn't get criticized by Nick, <laughs> for example. Yeah, yeah, or by some guy that's already dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't think that'll come up. And, but it is like quite prevalent now where just the idea, like I think everyone hates to be criticized or mocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, secretly. Yeah. I hope that can flip. Hopefully, hopefully. Because no. like, if it's triggering you, then that's a good way to know what to uninstall. Yeah, exactly. The guy from Domino's Pizza is still here. Like he was just going and going and going. And, <laughs> yeah, look at what's happened now. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. The thirty-minute deadline. Yeah, he he got a load of lawsuits. People claimed injury from accidents caused by Domino's delivery drivers Damn. trying to make the thirty-minute thing, but he was like, "No, no, I'm just carrying on. I'm carrying on." <laughs> Damn. I, I took a few notes here. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Like one that says, "Without persistence, you will be defeated even before you start." Yep. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, it does. The obstacle comes, and it's just like. <laughs> like you haven't committed or you haven't committed to seeing the thing through the whole way yeah so I was like right I'm gonna go go for a run it's raining okay not today <laughs> but if you've committed you're going for that run yeah yeah this one be persistent no matter how slowly you may at first move with mm. persistence will come success exactly you compound compound interest over time literally building those habits just keep taking those steps yeah right. small steps <laughs> this one <clears throat> ah 
persistence is the direct result of habit. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, in order to get persistent, you have to you know, do something lots of times. And how to do that is by building things into your habits, things that you subconsciously do without realizing. I think for you, it's like the podcast is a is an evidence that you have the habit of persistence because yeah. you record podcasts what, almost daily? Uh, probably on average. I'm taking a bit of a break right now, but I'd yeah. say on average, yeah. But still, you look at it, like yeah. you never... T- have you taken a week break before? Yeah. Okay. Not many not many times though, like twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twice in two years, twice yeah. in two years, yeah, yeah. So that, that's persistent. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then, so then like by logic, right, you should think like, if I can be persistent with this, I can do it with anything else. Yeah, yeah. Just choose just whatever that is, exactly. whatever I choose that to be. <clears throat> I like this one a lot. Poverty consciousness will voluntarily seize the mind which is not occupied with the money consciousness. Yes, it, right. It makes sense. Like if if you don't have the intention, for example, like if you don't choose to be persistent, then by default, your mind will choose not persistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially when it gets surrounded by like not persi- not persistence. Yeah. Those around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, everyone's like, "Yo, man, just come on, challenge it." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Okay, okay, sweet." And then you do that over and over, over again, and it gets twi- momentum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then and, yeah. uh, Gog has mentioned that in this in the third interview with Joe Rogan. Right. That he even after he got big from the first book from Can't Hurt Me, he started getting soft and like and for him soft is running only <laughs> only like ten miles per day. But anyways, like he was getting soft in his eyes and then he when he realized that he was like, Oh no, I gotta go back to like to the dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that moment when you're taking the foot off the gas and you realise and I've done it so many times to notice something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting too comfortable. Yeah. I haven't been so consistent too. Like, I'll I'll go hard, 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 and then like, I'll feel that maybe I'm annoying my people, the people around me, by how hard, hard I'm going, and then I I go back down, and then that gets momentum, and then I I just do my own thing. I just keep rolling back down until I'm like, oh shit, no, I gotta go back up, and then I'm yeah. just in this loop. I've been there, <laughs> <laughs> been there, and balance, balance is the key word for me I think just knowing when is enough like going back to that enough conversation that we've had several times in the last year on this show just about when is enough and when is time to go or when is time to maybe maybe always just be in a constant state of leisurely grind <laughs> to find your rhythm I guess right yeah yeah that's it yeah that's a much better way a rhythm yeah yeah like goggles goggles will say there's, like, there's an unhealthy way of grinding that you should not do like there yeah. has to be like it has to be like a time for you to recover and everything. exactly yeah yeah yeah. There we go. You're not a machine either. No, no, you're not even Goggins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even recover. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? <coughs> um, this makes me think about uh, the author of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. She submitted her book twelve times and it was rejected all twelve times. Mm. I guess the thirteenth one was the, the lucky one. Yeah, yeah, but she kept submitting. Yeah, yeah, she did. There's so many other examples. Uh, There's so many examples. Yeah, yeah, that's just one that comes to mind. I think the Beatles got rejected loads of times as well. Oprah would never be on TV. Yeah, that's what she was told. Mm. Yeah, there's so many. There's actually there was a big photo that I saw in high school which hit it. Like uh, J.K. was Rowling was on there. The mm. Beatles, Oprah. Loads of Einstein never would amount to much at school. Yeah, loads of things. But Kobe's counselor advised him to not play basketball there in high go. school. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, there's yeah. There's many more examples. Yeah, massively. I think just yeah. Know why you want. Know what you want. Know why you want to do it. Be persistent. Have the willpower. 
keep fucking going. <laughs> it's like if the like if you have a gut feeling that you should be doing something, <coughs> you have to believe that it's possible to do that thing that your gut feeling is telling you. Mm. And it's not gonna tell you like, hey, why don't you sprout wings out of your back and fly into the sky like an angel, right? Because people will say, oh yeah, well, if I can do whatever I want, then I'll just start flying right now. It's like, like what does your gut tell you that you should be doing? And then you should believe that's possible to do that thing. Mm. Like try, try it. Yeah, it happened yesterday with my book. I was like, oh my God, like my gut is telling me do write my book, smashed out the outline. So your your out. gut tells you like, yeah, yeah. you should be doing this thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Listen, thanks very much, man. Thank you, man. See you next time. <laughs>